This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, we are living in an upside-down world. In case you didn't know that already, I spent uh, a few hours yesterday, I'm sad to say, watching this riveting testimony by two unbelievably credible uh, whistleblowers watching Democrats attack a gay Democrat. Uh, for telling the truth. And right now, uh, as I sit here, I'm watching Democrats attack a Kennedy. Watch Democrats attack Robert Kennedy Jr. and trying to silence him, literally trying to silence him during a uh, hearing on censorship. That's the point we have reached in this country. Democrats are the party of censorship. And now we know why they fear the truth coming out. Uh, if you didn't do that, watch this and I don't blame you. It was a nice hot summer day. I had things to do, but I turned it on and I could not stop watching. Of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene helps by introducing a little hardcore pornography. God bless MTG. I, I do not think Donald Trump will pick her as his running mate because she is the wildest of wild cards. As soon as they go to her, as soon as they say, you have five minutes, uh, the gentle lady from Georgia has five minutes, I say, here we go. She just uh, she, she just pushes the envelope like no one I've ever seen. I was watching live, and they didn't get the blur, the blur up in time. Here we have a black square up on the screen. She puts this picture up right away, and it is a picture of Hunter Biden, the son of the U.S. president, getting oral sex. <laughs> and she introduces this, and for a good reason, she has all the details, all the receipts of Hunter paying to fly hookers from L.A. to D.C. and D.C. to L.A. She's got the plane tickets. She's got pictures of the hookers. She didn't mention their ages. I was hoping she would because I've seen plenty of video, plenty of photographs from Tucker's laptop, uh, Tucker, Hunter's laptop, and uh, I, I believe that a number of these uh, women are girls. I believe a number of them aren't of age. Obviously, it's human trafficking. Obviously, it's illegal, a crime, another crime for which Hunter Biden will not pay a price. I know we talk about this a lot. I don't care. Yesterday was fascinating, and I, 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 I look at this, I watch this, I hear the details, the numbers, the money, the crimes, and I am more convinced than ever that journalism is 100% dead and buried in this country. Consider what this story entails, what it includes. Obviously, sex, drugs, bribery, uh, foreign countries, foreign adversaries, a president taking millions in payments, in bribes, in influence peddling schemes, and the mainstream media ignores it. For the most part, completely ignores it. One of the networks, CBS, did a piece on this, and it is excellent. I would say that was shocking. We could, I'd like to play the whole thing. We will get to it. Catherine Herridge, who used to be at Fox, now she's at CBS, sits down with the gay Democrat. That's what he calls himself a gay Democrat who was married to a man. And I have seen lots of hearings over the years. I have never seen a whistleblower with more credibility. This was devastating. Uh, the only answer Democrats, Biden apologists, the mainstream media have at this point is to ignore it. If they give it any attention, they, they, they won't be able to uh, help themselves. They will expose the scheme that the sitting president 
was involved in. They will expose the reason Joe Biden is so rich. We've asked that question many times. Lots of people ask it. How did Joe Biden get so rich? Well, we got our answer yesterday and we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Joe Biden asked six weeks ago, five weeks ago, Joe Biden asked, where's the money? (laughs) When asked about the bribery scheme, where's the money? Well, now we know where the money is. These two heroes, these two brave whistleblowers brought receipts. They brought the, the ledgers. They explain the scheme in detail. They explain the money the, that these greedy pigs in the Biden family were making for doing nothing but selling access to their uh, to the family. I mean, we've, we've gone over this. They have no service. They have no product. They are selling nothing except access to a corrupt politician. They, they set up uh, 20 shell companies to throw authorities off the trail. One investigator said it would take 10 years to unravel it. It's been six months, and J- uh, James Comer's committee has done a damn good job un- of unraveling it. And if you're Joe Biden right now, all you're counting on is the mainstream media being completely, utterly in the tank for you. That's what you need. And guess what? They are completely in the tank for him. I did this. I did this this morning. I did. I've done it before. I did it. I went to the New York Times homepage. There is a hundred stories, seven stories about Donald Trump. One small story buried uh, about halfway down about the bribe, uh, about the Biden scheme, about the Biden scandal. They also have a story rating the best vibrators on the market. So they have as many stories today. New York Times does about vibrators as they do about the sitting president taking millions from foreign adversaries uh, to alter policy while he was a sitting vice president. The Boston Globe, zero stories. Washington Post, zero stories. ABC, NBC, nothing. While I was watching this, I was curious, flipped over to CNN, nothing. They didn't cover it. They didn't show it. Newsmax covered it. Fox News covered it. MSNBC and CNN um, CNN, the failing uh, cable news network, didn't cover it, didn't cover it at all, which is remarkable. Even if you're a partisan Democrat hack, aren't you a reporter? Aren't you a businessman? If you're making the decisions for CNN, aren't you saying we got to do this, man? This is just wild stuff. This is just, it was extremely contentious, extremely tense. Uh, if you were waiting for the moment that one of these two guys or both these guys would stumble, would get caught in a lie, would get caught in some contradiction. It never happened. You will never see better, more credible uh, whistleblowers than these two guys. Gary Shapley, who we've heard from before, who's done interviews and his story is consistent. It is believable. He's a 14-year supervisory agent who was stopped at every turn in his investigation of Hunter Biden stopped most importantly uh, at every turn that might lead to Joe Biden. They literally said, don't go there. Uh, was, they weren't allowed to talk to Hunter Biden's grown children, Joe Biden's grown grandchildren who were taking money from foreign governments for nothing. Uh, it's kind of a, kind of a big deal. Uh, the, the guy we're looking at on the right with the beard, Joe Ziegler, uh, a 10 year veteran, I believe, of the IRS who is who started off by saying 
He's a Democrat. He's married to a man. And he just felt like he, 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 he knew he was taking a chance. He knew people would call him a traitor and they did. And he came out uh, openly uh, anyway. So he'll, his life will never be the same. Both of them are suffering repercussions for telling the truth about our corrupt uh, president, but it doesn't matter. You can't watch these two, listen to these two without thinking they are telling the truth. They just couldn't stand the, the, the obstruction, the corruption within the IRS, the protection of a sitting president. We're going to get to the big moment to me when they run through all the, uh, all the numbers, all the money, by the way, while this was going on or shortly after I get a phone call from my friend who I've mentioned many times who did six months in federal prison for a tax evasion. He paid some of his employees under the table for a while, paid them to do some work uh, in the off season uh, construction guy in the off season, paid some employees under the table, busted by IRS, big fine. I think the fine was like $40,000 went to federal prison in Pennsylvania did five weeks in solitary confinement. That was because of COVID going in, coming out. You had to go to, and he's, he calls me up and said, these bastards didn't pay $8 million in taxes and nobody's going to jail. In fact, nobody's paying any price in a few days. It's going to be official. Hunter Biden will sign the sweetheart deal two misdemeanors, the gun charge. It'll all go away. No time in jail, maybe a small fine, no price to pay at all. And I'm sure he'll go back to doing business, back to selling dads, selling access to dad the way he's been doing for years. Many of those years, he paid no taxes. <laughs> There's, you can't watch this, hear this without thinking any of us, any of us would be doing five years. You, me, we'd be doing five years if we did half of the things Hunter Biden did. And the Democrats on this committee Every one of them is a freaking clown. We'll play, we'll get to some of them. Some of them were insinuating that Hunter was receiving harsher treatment because he's related to the president. Harsher treatment. Two misdemeanors, no jail time for taking in at least 17 million and paying no taxes on much of it. And 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 writing off hookers, his drug dealer, his kids' tuition. Uh, uh, f- uh, flights for his hookers, hotel rooms. He wrote those things off as a membership to a sex club, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. That was confirmed by uh, Ziegler. He, he, he said a membership to an underground sex club was a golf club. That alone would put you, me, Ironhead in jail. We would do a year, two years. Our life would be upside down. We'd be convicted felons. They had all kinds of felony counts on this scumbag, and they were told to stand down. They never interviewed him. They never interviewed the guy who, the point man for the scheme that brought $17 million in from foreign entities and uh, evaded, avoided taxes, set up these shell companies. They were using encrypted messages to avoid detection. You can't get more corrupt in this family, it is not possible. It is laughable what they impeached and indicted Donald Trump for. Uh, even if you believe it, what he did, it is nothing compared to what his successor has done 
before he was in office, after he was office in office. It is incredible. Again, the only thing he's got going for him is a completely corrupt mainstream media who are doing their best to cover this up. All right, let's get to it. Should, should we start with Marjorie Taylor Greene? <laughs> I'm telling you, I was just sitting watching, and as soon as they call it, I just said, here we go. She's so wonderfully just unpredictable. She is a loose cannon. Uh, I think she's in a safe red district. I think she'll be in Congress for a long time. I don't think I'm taking her off my, I, I know we did the, uh, the tote board of potential vice presidents. I had her like fourth on the list that I think it was 20 to one. I'm taking her off. Ironhead. She's coming off the list. We'll put someone else in there because as much as Trump likes her and she loves Trump, you can't have this person as your vice president. As much fun as it would be to watch your debate, Kamala Harris, I uh, can't have it. She goes, uh, they call her. She immediately breaks out the, the big whiteboard and we don't have, uh, I guess we shouldn't show it, but uh, it was up there for like two seconds. It is literally the son of the president getting serviced by one of the uh, hookers that he wrote off on his taxes and she goes through chapter and verse of how he uh, hired the hookers, flew them to L.A., put them up in hotels, and wrote it off on his taxes. They started screaming, Democrats, point of order, oh, this is inappropriate. And she just sits there and smiles. And immediately all the Democrats who were screaming about it and, and posting about it on social media were just uh, called out as hypocrites. These are people who want this material in elementary school libraries. You can, you know, learn how to do that, what that woman's doing to, talk to Hunter. You can learn how to do that from a little go-to manual in your elementary school library, but you can't show that picture in front of uh, Congress and uh, show it on uh, Newsmax or Fox News. But that was the funniest part and the uh, most uh, explosive part to, uh, to, viewers, I would say, but it wasn't the best part. I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, I don't even know how to encapsulate this all, but right now on the Bidens, we have two IRS whistleblowers, two FBI whistleblowers, an absolutely incriminating WhatsApp map, uh, WhatsApp message, 100 suspicious activity reports, uh, and, uh, the details on at least $17 million. Just, just to review before we get to some of the, some of the sound, just to review in this testimony, we learned that Hunter got a three-year contract from CEFC, the corrupt uh, Chinese energy company as a consultant, the money he was going to get paid 10 million a year for three years for quote introductions only. Gee, who do you think he could introduce these communist Chinese executives too. I don't know. Who could he, Haley, Hallie, Jill, John, Jim. I mean, that he was paid 10 million a year for three years to introduce these people to his father, period. We learned that. And by the way, in the testimony, they, 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 they mentioned that in his laptop, he said he had to give half his money to his father. Gee, how did Joe Biden get so rich? And they met, uh, mentioned that he, Joe Biden met business associations, associate associates from China, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. This is a man who has said over and over again, he knew nothing 
about his son's business dealings. He knew everything. He didn't just have a, uh, you know, vague knowledge of what his son was doing. He was intimately involved. You can come to no other conclusion. But before we get to some of the, the crazy Democrats who got nothing, I want to do this. James Comer, the chairman, questioning um, Ziegler. And Ziegler's got it all written down in front of him. And Comer's just asking him to go through the money they were bringing in. I mean, that's not that's not the most important thing. But they were bringing in 100000 It's a crime. It's selling out the country. It's impeachable. They were not bringing in 100. They were bringing in millions, millions. This is what they've learned in six months. There's much more to this. I'm, I'm convinced in the end, we'll find out they made 30, 40, 50 million dollars. This is, as, as Comer likes to say, I think it's two banks they've looked at so far, and there's like 10 more. Uh, Peter Schweitzer, the uh, investigative reporter, put the number at 31 million. The Bidens have have made selling out the country. Listen to him, Ziegler, the credible IRS agent who's got the books, answer these questions about the money, the number, the, the magnitude of this scandal. Go ahead, let's watch. I want to discuss with you specific payments made to Hunter Biden and the Biden family. Democrats and the left-wing media are also saying there's no evidence. But let's get into the evidence, Mr. Ziegler. I want to direct you to pages 99 and 100 of your transcript. How much money did Hunter Biden and his associates receive from the Romanian company you identified? So that amount would be uh, from Romania. So the approximate total transfers from the Romania company would have been $3.1 million to everyone. $3.1 million. How much did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from State Energy HK Limited through the Robinson Walker LLC? So total transfers from State Energy HK to Rob Walker was $3 million. $3 million. Was there a $100,000 payment from CEFC Infrastructure to Owasco PC, Hunter Biden's professional corporation? Uh, yes, Chairman. Approximately how much was transferred to Hunter Biden and his business associates through Hudson West 3? So the total transfers from Hudson West 3 to everyone was $3.7 million. $3.7 million. How much money did Hunter Biden and his business associates receive from the Ukrainian company Burisma? Uh, Burisma paid to everyone involved $6.5 million. $6.5 million. Burisma also paid Blue Star Strategies and a law firm hundreds of thousands of dollars, bringing the total Burisma payments to over $7 million. Is, is that correct? That is correct. $7.3 million. $7.3 million. Between 2014 and 2019, this brings the total amount of foreign income streams received to approximately $17 million, correct? That is correct. What was the purpose of analyzing money from foreign sources, and do you have documents to support your findings? Uh, so for the, the purpose of documenting the foreign sources is we, as a part of a normal international tax investigation, we have to figure out where the money's come, coming from. You have to follow the money trail. And as a part of that process, we have to follow different transactions, identify different foreign entities that might be paying a person, and then we go and get those records. That is, uh, as Byron Donald said to the assembled media when they introduced this whole uh, uh, investigation, 
we're giving you, we're handing you a Pulitzer here. This is, if there were any media, any reporters left, they would be going after this, dropping everything and going out. You're talking about a sitting president. That was five years. His worthless garbage family took in 17.3 million, three of those years, 14, 15, 16. I believe he was vice president. (laughs) He was vice president selling out the country. These guys have all the receipts and they're available. They'll do interviews. Catherine Herridge sat down with, uh, with Ziegler for, for took a walk with him, sat down for an in-depth interview. (sighs) The only one more corrupt than the Bidens is the media. It is amazing that they're not going to touch this, but um, here's, here was perhaps the most laughable, the most, uh, well, I got to say Marjorie Taylor Greene was the funniest part of this hearing, but I was wondering, like, if you're a Democrat, where do you go with this? You're going to attack the gay Democrat? You're going to attack the other guy, Shapley, who's been doing interviews and out there, and nobody's found anything on him? If this guy had, you know, if he got uh, whatever, in trouble in high school, got a detention, they would have it. The the New York Times would be all over if Shapley had any dirt in his past. They've tried, they've failed. I was wondering, where do you go with this? If you're a Democrat, if you're Stevie Lynch, from South Boston and you're preparing for this hearing and you know, your guy is as dirty as could be. Where do you go? They had nothing. It was bizarro world. Half the Democrats just talked about Trump, 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 Trump. And I'm going watching literally go, what does Trump have to do with this? It's, I mean, I understand they're obsessed with them. And the other half the Democrats or not half a handful just talked about race. If you take Trump and race, away from Democrats, they got nothing. I'll tell a quick story. I've told it before, but not in a while. I was a gas station attendant in high school for years, actually, high school and college. I worked at uh, Amico when there were Amicos still in uh, New England. And uh, I got robbed one night. I was there by myself, this punk in this big Chrysler. He looked like Jeff Spicoli, came in, fill it up. And as I'm finishing filling up going it wasn't self-serve didn't have self-serve in those days as i'm finishing filling the tank uh and you know putting the hose back and ready to get paid he takes off guns it and i look and i i think i got the plate but i got a good description of the guy call the cop they say up and they get back to me a couple days later we got him oh good you got to come to court and testify i said really wow and i was probably 17 i go to court I'm sitting in uh, court. I'm a little nervous, you know, there's a trial, there's a judge, there's a jury, there's this punk, there's a couple other gas station tenants because he did it all over the place. And I get called to testify and I'm sitting there and the, and the uh, prosecution, the DA, whatever, asks the usual questions. Is that him? Yep, that's him. I saw it. I described what he did. Then the defense lawyer gets up and says, how many lights? This was at night, right? And I go, yes. How many lights are there at your gas station? I go, I don't know. You don't know? No. Uh, There's one big neon light. In that light, how many bulbs are in that bulb? I go, I don't know. So you don't know if all the lights were working? I go, I I think so. Oh, you don't know. And I'm like, geez, I I guess. I mean, it seemed light enough. And he kept (laughs) uh, uh, pummeling, whatever, uh, pestering me, whatever, questioning me on the lights. Uh, And I'm saying... I don't know. And, and I sat back down after I was done and I go, damn, I didn't know. I don't know. He goes, the, the, uh, the 
prosecutor sitting next to me goes, don't worry about it. Because when they start asking about the lights, you know, you got them. And I went, Oh, good. And he was convicted in five minutes. I forget what the pay was a fine probation, whatever haircut. And I will never forget that when they start asking about how many bulbs are in the lights, you know, you got them. When they start talking about racial disparities in policing, when they start talking about Paul Manafort, you know, you got him. The Democrats had nothing. This is an impossible job they have. All right, let's get to a couple of them. Do we have, uh, I don't know what you want to start with. Do you have uh, Chantel Brown or Summer Lee, both of whom are Congress people? We got Infwami there from Baltimore talking about checks and balances, but these two women just go off. They have five minutes and they're talking about how all the uh, black people go to prison, white people don't go to, and I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought this was about a white guy with white privilege, a Biden, the most protected man in America, avoiding jail because he's connected. And she spends her time talking about how white privilege is in, in police work. It's like, did she didn't even care. What the, what the topic was, she was going to do this whole race hustling thing, and that was that. Guy, let's listen. Claim to want stricter IRS enforcement. You would think we would at least agree on giving the IRS its proper funding. So let me conclude by asking a simple question, Mr. Shapley. Yes or no? Do you know the rate at which black taxpayers are audited as compared to taxpayers who are not black? No, I don't know. Well, the answer is black taxpayers are audited at 2.9 to 4.7 times the rate of non-black taxpayers. Another question for you, sir. Yes or no. Will this hearing help alleviate the racial disparity in the rates of the IRS audits? Uh, no. Not the topic. Thank you. And with that, I, I, will yield, yield. I will yield the balance of my time. To- <laughs> They're talking about a rich white guy. Who is, who is being protected, who's not being prosecuted for tax crimes that every other American, white, black, doesn't matter, is, would be prosecuted. And she thinks that's the time to do racial disparity in auditing? He should have said, yeah, you're right. We should be auditing scumbags like Hunter Biden. Good point. To be fair, uh, though, she started talking about that after the Marjorie Taylor Greene picture, and she must have got confused. Uh, I'm telling you, they did. Maji threw them all for a loop. They they were yelling, "My point of order, point of order, we stick it from the record." Maji just sits there smiling. She's so wonderfully mischievous. Uh, who is this? Is this Summer Lee? Or, uh, uh, yep. This, this is another congresswoman. Never heard of her. Um, uh, talking about you know, obviously sticking to the topic, telling us why these brave whistleblowers are wrong to uh, blow the lid off this Biden scheme. Go ahead. My Republican colleagues seem to think that using criminal law as a weapon or a political tool is objectionable only when directed against someone who should be out of reach of the criminal system. Someone too rich, too powerful, or too white to be charged. But let's face it, that same system has been used as a weapon and a political tool against black people since the Emancipation Proclamation. (laughs) These racial disparities are rooted in a two-tiered view on race. The belief that black people were inferior, that was created to justify the, ensa- the enslavement of black people, which has now evolved into to include the belief that black people are more prone to criminality. During the decades of lynchings that followed enslavement, white people defended the torture and murder of black people as necessary to protect property, 
families and a way of life from black criminals. In the 1980s, Nixon's war on crime evolved into Reagan's war on drugs, and we saw harsher and more frequent punishments and the start of mass incarceration. In both cases, it was black people who were targeted and suffered what, under those what, what policies. What's here? This was literally hearing two IRS guys talking about the corruption in the IRS uh, and their failure to, to uh, apply the law to Hunter Biden, a white guy, a rich white guy, and she's going off on Reagan's war on drugs and Nixon's war. What? what? They are not sending their best. These are this is these are Democrat Congress people, and this is how they use their five minutes. Just remarkable. I guess that's good. I guess they got nothing. They got no real defense for the corrupt leader of their party. So this is where they went. Oh, this was the funniest. But this is Queen Quise Mumfame. He's been in Congress forever uh, from Baltimore. And you want to talk about uh, constitutionally illiterate. And we talked about this yesterday, all the uh, Congress people who think hate speech is not protected by the First Amendment, which is, in fact, the exact opposite. That's why you have a First Amendment to protect objectionable speech. Robert Kennedy Jr. is talking about it right now in front of Congress. Listen, listen to Congressman Infumi talk uh, about the system of checks and balances, which any high school sophomore knows applies to the three branches of government, Check, checking and providing checks and balances on one another. That's not what he thinks. Go ahead, play it. Now, here's what galls me. I don't like these attacks on the Department of Justice, the FBI, the IRS, as if they are somehow anti-U.S. agencies. Those agencies keep this democracy in check. It keeps them in float. They provide the checks and they provide the balances. <laughs> what? That is, I mean, it is remarkable how dumb some of these, just illiterate in terms of the Constitution. The DOJ, he said this in a hearing about the out-of-control DOJ, FBI, and specifically the IRS. So the hearing is about the IRS essentially breaking the law to protect a sitting president, and he says, I don't like the attacks on these. It's, I don't think any of those uh, entities was in the Constitution, I don't believe. The, uh, the FBI, the IRS, there was no IRS. And these guys detail the corruption in the IRS, the favoritism, that they showed for one powerful family and uh, he doesn't like the attacks on the IRS. He's saying this to IRS agents who don't like what's happening in their agency. Just remarkably embarrassing. And Stevie Lynch from South Boston was even worse, but rambling on about Trump and Paul Manafort. I'm telling you, they were, they were uh, asking about the lights. How many bulbs are in the lights? They had nothing else, but we will see. You're right. Who's uh, just saying um, on the comment line? We'll see. Nothing will come of it. Probably not. You know, the, the, the Republicans are not nearly as vicious, as ruthless as the Democrats. Democrats impeached Trump twice. They've indicted him for 70 felonies. He has done nothing even close to what Joe Biden has done. Do we have Joe Biden being asked about uh, all the money he's taken in bribes? His bribery allegation. Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to the congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Where's the, the money? He says, <laughs> smiling. That was five weeks ago. Where's the money? 
Well, we sure did find out yesterday. Not that you would hear a thing about it in the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Boston Globe or uh, ABC or NBC or CNN or MSNBC. These these people are just whores. They are just common night walkers with the professional dignity of a... Uh, of a crack dealer. I mean, honest to God, they do not care about the truth of journalism or Pulitzers, legit Pulitzers. They are going to protect their guy. They're more concerned. There was much more coverage, including by the way, on Fox news, much more coverage of the uh, Jason Aldean story than there was of this. It was weird. Fox news cut away at five o'clock from this hearing and it was just getting good. Byron Donalds was just taking the stage. They cut away to do the five, which I understand highly rated and the five spent, you know, five minutes on this and, and, and moved on. It's, it's weird how little interest so many in the media have in this incredibly explosive and salacious story, but almost like Fox has been bought. It's weird. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I don't have a good feeling about this. Well, let's get to the, you know what? Let's do the, the most embarrassing moment I've seen on Fox in a while. Um, Donald Trump, saw Sound of Freedom last night. I don't think he's chimed in. Check through social for me, Ironhead. I don't think he's chimed in yet. I'm gonna, I got a feeling that he really liked it because Jim Caviezel came out this morning and endorsed Trump just, and by the way, called him Moses. Trump's going to love that, even though he doesn't really care about, you know, biblical, doesn't really understand biblical references, I'm sure, but he must have loved that. We'll get to that. We got the latest on Jason, uh, the Jason L. Dean story. It's just wild. I find the story just insane. And I think we got our answer. About a month ago, we did the story of the Harvard guy, a typical Harvard employee, just a complete creep. He worked at the morgue at Harvard and he sold body parts online. He sold heads. He sold faces. He sold skin, bones. He made a fortune. He got busted. Um, and the uh, last thing he said was he was embarrassed to be working at the same school as Brian Steltler and, and uh, Bill de Blasio. But uh, he got busted. He's the freak with the whole tattooed face. And we were wondering, who's the customers? Well, we got one guy. <laughs> the, the, the cops have named one guy who was a good customer of that freaky morgue guy. We'll get into that and lots more. But first. Uh, it's, 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 excuse me. Uh, listen up. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion and gold was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, $23 trillion and $1,500 an ounce. And today, $32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. So now that we have $1 trillion in interest payments annually and another $1 trillion on defense and Democrats in office, do we really think the spending is going to go down a surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. Well, the oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vaccines plunging valuations and higher interest rates, more companies are going to just walk away. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs, top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax, and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold or silver, 
Plus, you may be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-309-9181 for a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now. Write this down. 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. Uh, let's do uh, this Fox story. I was going to I was gonna get right into LD, but I want to do this because, uh, again... I love Sound of Freedom. It passed $100 million yesterday. It had a $15 million budget, I believe. That means it is making a whopping profit. I believe Indiana Jones Part 72 with uh, geriatric uh, Harrison Ford, that had a budget of like 200 and something million. And Sound of Freedom is kicking its ass. It's a great thing to see. I believe it's going to be a wake-up call to some extent for Hollywood that there's a real market for these kind of movies. By the way, Caviezel said his the cast wanted to join SAG after, which meant they would have to go on strike, and they were denied. <laughs> they were denied. I didn't hear any details about it, but he said, yeah, we wanted to be in the union. They didn't want us. So they are free to go out there and promote this terrific movie. Uh, the promotional tour took them to Benminster last night. And this video, this photographs, Jack Posobiec was there and uh, he's, he was tweeting. And the, I don't know what they set up a, a cinema, like a movie a, a projector, projector screen. screen. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell if it's outside or inside, but you could see Trump. He's in the front row with Caviezel and the producers and other people from the movie. And all Posobiec said is, is Trump didn't move, which is amazing. I I, find, I can't believe Trump could even sit through a movie. You know, he's so hyper, and you could just picture him getting up and moving. And uh, but he sat through the whole thing with Caviezel. Did he did he truth about it yet, Iron Ed? He didn't truth, but he's been quoted as saying it was an incredible inspiration by the uh, Washington Examiner, and well, uh, he did their po- uh, Tim Ballard's podcast right after watching. Ooh. Did he? That'll be interesting. Although I think having an exclusive with Donald Trump ain't what it used to be. Remember, he took a lot of time off, didn't appear anywhere after he lost. Now he's everywhere. I mean, people say exclusive with Trump or exclusive town hall with Trump. And I go, why is it exclusive? He's appearing somewhere every day and saying the same things over and over. Uh, But anyway, so he sees the movie. Last night in Bedminster, and then I assume, you know, a car, an Uber takes uh, Jim Caviezel and the producer to New York City to do some interviews this morning. And Caviezel sits down with Brian Kilmeade, who I like on Fox and Friends. I've never seen someone on like a news show, morning news show. And I think Kilmeade is a really hardworking guy. He does a radio show after the TV show. He guest hosts. He appears on all these other shows. He writes books. I mean, he is a, a, a workaholic, but he wasn't prepared for this. He literally sits down with the star and the producer and doesn't know that they went to Bedminster and watched the movie with Trump last night. Listen to what Caviezel says about Trump. This will make him even more of a pariah. The media, mainstream media will ignore the movie even more, even though it made $100 million and it's a huge hit. They will... They, they will uh, hate him for life after this brief interview yesterday. Go ahead. Trump. What do you mean? 
Well, he's got to be in there because he's going to go after the traffickers. Do you think he would? Do you think he understands that? Uh, I, I mean, we, were, we were with him last night. Oh, I didn't know that. Minster, yes. Yeah. Oh, we so showed, he's going to be moved to do this, do something. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He wasn't he's here gonna, last night. This is the new Moses. I mean, I'm still Jesus, but he's the new Moses. Pharaoh, <laughs> <laughs> let my children go free. All right. I did not know that was an impressive screening at Bedminster, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Eduardo, Jim Caviezel, great to see you again. Yeah. Congratulations on all your success. I can't say I'm surprised, mm -hmm. but I know how intense you are. And good job. This is the people's movie. God bless you. Absolutely. Meanwhile, uh, thanks, America. Watch sounds of he doesn't know that Caviezel watched the movie with Trump. That's 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 unbelievable. But Caviezel just endorsed Trump. We need Trump. He's the new Moses. <laughs> I'm telling you. Trump today, it's probably a smart move. Trump today, uh, tomorrow, he is going to be saying this is the greatest movie ever made. It's better than, you know, whatever, Saving Private Ryan or, or Citizen Kane. He's going to say it's the best movie he's ever seen after that endorsement from Caviezel. At the same time, all the critics are going to hate Caviezel for saying we need Trump. But it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that uh, these guys don't care. You know, they don't care that, uh, that this is not politically correct. It's not very diplomatic. They're all in on Trump and he's going to be all in on them. And we'll see how the movie goes. I think I think there's no stopping it. I mean, word of mouth now. I've told plenty of people. It's great. Get out and see it. Of course, you haven't seen it yet, Ironhead, have you? No, but I may or may not have procured it in some way and will be watching maybe possibly soon. <laughs> Oh, good. I was going to ask you if you could do that for me, but I decided to go to the cinema anyway and had a nice ex cinematic experience. It was fun getting back inside a movie theater on a hot day with the AC cranking. Uh, but uh, I think it, it passed 100 million, which exceeded all expectations. I think it woke a lot of the people up. You're not just gonna, if you're Trump, you're not just going to uh, endorse the movie. You're going to say this is a real problem. They say at the end of this movie which blew my mind. I was thinking about this again yesterday. They say there are more people in slavery today, enslaved today in the world than when slavery was legal. Oh yeah. There's and like, said, there's like 400,000 or something like that. How is that possible? Se uh, <laughs> so sex, legal, sex you could buy and, and sell stuff, slaves yeah. 200 years ago. And there's more today. Yeah. And the, and the most disturbing part is that the U S is the biggest marketplace. We have the most consumers. We spend the most money on child sex slavery on, on child pornography. Oh, by the way, to tie this all together, um, it was confirmed yesterday that the reason the IRS opened the investigation of Hunter Biden is they were investigating child porn. That guy Ziegler was investigating, investigating child porn, child sex slavery probably included, but and that led him to, to Hunter. He saw some videos of Hunter in his investigation. And then they opened up the investigation of Hunter. So include that. You got in the, in the Biden family, you got millions from foreign adversaries. You got drugs, hookers, sex, child pornography investigations, gay Democrats, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Just a completely wild, lurid story that the media has no interest in. All right, let me get to uh, the latest. Uh, let me do Shay, and then we'll get to the latest on this Jason Aldean. This is just nuts. This story is absolutely nuts. I'm glad we were ahead of the curve with this one, Iron Ed. We were all over it yesterday, but it ain't going away. This is going to change uh, the way artists, whatever, video makers, singers, songwriters think. There's people right now trying to come up with a song, with a video, with a story, 
that will piss off all the right people and and send it to number one the way it happened with Jason L. Dean and Morgan Wallen. Um, but it is the, the hypocrisy of these critics is just staggering. We'll get into that and uh, plenty more. But first, excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, this thing took off, man. Um, Jason Neldine, and I, I'm telling you, I, I didn't see it becoming this big and controversial. I didn't understand it at first. This is amazing. I mean, we, we played the video yesterday, played the song in the video. There's nothing racist. There's no mention of race. And Jason L.D. makes a song called Try That in a Small Town um, about protecting a small town community from rioters, looters, the people who destroyed cities for, uh, for a year and a half, people who... Uh, incited 500 riots around the country, burned buildings, caused billions in damages, killed uh, cops, uh, hurt thousands of cops, just did real damage to, to this whole country. He did a song condemning it. That's what he did. And it, somehow that upset all kinds of people. Uh, we, we mentioned yesterday, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, who's, who's, who's the singer that... Uh, did the duet with Kid Rock was all Cheryl pissed off. Crow. She's, Cheryl Crow's upset. This woman, Shannon Watts, I'm not sure who she is, but she's very excited, uh, proud of herself that she led the boycott of the video. Country music television banned the video. And again, I saw it before that happened. And I said, that's pretty cool. That's what, I mean, this is intense. This is a guy saying, we're going to protect our towns from you punks. You're not going to come in here, Antifa and Blacks Lives Matter, and mess with us. I thought it was, you know, a, a typical country music message. How is that so controversial? As we mentioned yesterday, we're looking at it right now. You know, there's flags burning and carjackings and people spitting on cops and him saying, you know, try that in a small town. As somebody tweeted yesterday, how many rappers and hip-hop singers have said, try that in Compton? You know, try that in my neighborhood. You know, that that's kind of a popular theme. And there's no problem with it. There are rap videos that glorify carjackers and criminals and looters. And nobody cares and nobody demands they be banned. This is condemning looters and carjackers. And people wanted banned, calling it hateful. 
a guy I used to like, a guy I used to like, Jason Isbell, is ripping him and 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 mocking him because he didn't write it himself. He has a, a songwriter wrote it for him, which is which happens happens all the time. People write songs for other people that think if they think it fits them in their style and their voice and their band. And there's like four songwriters who, who wrote this song. And then somebody else put the video together that we're watching right now. There is nothing racial, no mention of race, no mention of Black Lives Matter, although it probably should be. I mean, we'll do it again. Here's, uh, here's the lyrics. Stop me when I get to the, uh, the racist part. Jason Aldean sings, sucker punch somebody on the sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool? Well, act a fool if you like, because cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag, tight it up. Yeah, you think you're tough? Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Round here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out I recommend you don't try that in a small town. All right, here's verse two, which is the one that set everybody off. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. So he's got a gun. He says someday they might round him up, like confiscate him. And he said that might fly in the city. Good luck. What? Who cares? So what? He's not supposed to sing that because he once was on the stage during a mass shooting, he's not supposed to sing that he is not giving up his guns. I got news for you. <laughs> country music people, country music fans, singers, whatever, the whole country music world, they uh, support the Second Amendment. I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. You could stop me when I get to the racist part. Try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Oh, that's the chorus. Now we'll get to the next uh, verse. Full of good old boys, raised upright. If you're looking for a fight, try that in a small town. Try that in a small town. Try that in a small town. What? That's it. I I just read them all. I read the chorus. I read the verses. I read them all. Can you tell me where, where the racist part or where the violent part is? The people who are celebrating CMT banning this have no problem with WAP. You know, with those two two women doing the scissory thing, Megan the Stallion, and who's the other one? Ironhead. I know you're a big uh, Car- Cardi B. I don't have a problem with those two doing that either. <laughs> Cardi, B, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion jamming themselves together. That uh, was okay. It's pretty sick. If you are a a music critic, and every single rap video that I saw, I saw a bunch of them yesterday. There was people posting them. Uh, I shouldn't say everyone. Lots of them have guns. Lots of them glorify violence. Lots of them use really racist language. Lots of them glorify violence against women, against cops. I haven't heard Sheryl Crow say a word about that or any of these clowns, these Rolling Stone music critics or these influencers like Shannon Watts. They don't have a problem with that. But he says he's got a gun his granddad gave him, like a like a twenty two. That's what I picture. And he'll use it to protect his community. Well, unfortunately, the people getting robbed, burned, beaten in these videos, they didn't have any protection and they paid a price. Imagine that. We're looking at, we're talking about a boycott of an artist, a singer, who is condemning violence, who's condemning looting, rioting. 
And, you know, thankfully the market has spoken. It shot up to number one and it'll remain there. And you'll hear more of this song. As he pointed out, the song came out in May and nobody cared until the video came out. And the one big thing they say is that courthouse in the video was the place that uh, I think a kid, black kid got uh, lynched 97 years ago. Well, since then, that courthouse has appeared in countless videos, movies, TV show. It was featured in a Nashville Christmas, a Christmas movie. Well, that's the courthouse. The left is overly sensitive to this stuff. The video is full of white people doing it because I think he was probably consciously trying to avoid this from the beginning and their racist minds went there themselves. So that's on them. And I give him credit. He's got guts. They probably told him, oh, they're not going to like this. You you know, taking a shot at BLM, sort of. Uh, And using that courthouse, the courthouse was in a Taylor Swift video. It's been in all kinds of things. It's a landmark. And you're supposed to say, oh, wait, uh, someone committed a murder there a hundred years ago. Can't do anything there. (laughs) Can't include that in the video. And even there was one of these clown critics I saw was on MSNBC and he said, you know what, to be fair, he probably wasn't thinking that was the site of a lynching in 1927. (laughs) You think? No, he said, let's, let's get there. Whatever. These people are nuts. And fortunately, just like with uh, Morgan Wallen, Morgan Wallen at least did something offensive. He said the N word drunkenly to his friend. Jason Aldean did nothing wrong and they're coming after him and he'll be like, he's already been, he's supposed to perform at a uh, fundraiser in August for the covenant school. And all these activists are all upset saying they can't, they, they have to disinvite him. They can't let him appear at a fundraiser for a Christian school where a trans terrorist shot and killed six people and wrote it all down in a manifesto that we're not allowed to see. But the guy who's against violence, who's against Antifa and BLM rioting, isn't allowed to appear. It's just so incoherent, the whole argument against him, which I love because he's uh, kicking ass and the song is great. The video is great. And uh, all right, that'll do it. Uh, Creepy Joe is leering in at me. Where's the money? Where's the money? Oh, he's just so vile. Well, maybe we'll get to the customer of the... uh, the Harvard morgue guy who they busted for selling body parts. They got one guy from uh, Kentucky who decorated his apartment. I'll just do it quickly. I got 30 seconds. Uh, his name is uh, William. Uh, I'm sorry. Let, let me get his name. Uh, Harvard school went to William, not William, not uh, from Washington, Mount Washington, Kentucky. He bought human. He decorated his apartment with human remains. <laughs> That he bought from the Harvard uh, morgue guy. Uh, They busted him. I don't even know how this works. With human skin. He bought skin from him and did what? I don't don't even want to read further. They got, he just got a million guns. They busted him for the guns. I'm not sure they've charged him with the crime of possessing human skin. Man, how'd you like to live next to William Knott? No, I'm sure I wouldn't. I guess there's a market. There's someone out there for everyone. And uh, we were wondering who was buying human parts. I wonder if he has like skulls. He sold skulls, arms, feet. What a sick bastard. Anyway, his apartment must be that pretty will do haunted. It for today. <laughs>
I mean, I, I could see, I know people are into murderabilia. They like to have like Charles Manson's old one of paintings and stuff or uh, John Wayne Gacy mm-hmm. clown stuff. And, but actually having a human, they, these weren't, they don't know who the people are. They're just people who donate their body parts for study for science. And people, this guy was selling them for people who decorated their apartments with skulls. I know this is a completely off topic, but I completely forgot it. it's already underway. Uh, oh, you, I forgot it too. British Open. Who's yeah. your pick? Uh, well, looking at the leaderboard right now, I'm kind of <laughs> making it easier. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood is in the clubhouse in the lead at five under, tied wow. with someone named Lamprecht I've never heard of. Uh, Stuart Sink right up there. S- Jordan Spieth. It's a pretty good leaderboard so far. Still underway. I'll take, uh, I'll take Victor Hovland. Who are you taking? Um, I'll I'll go with Fleetwood because he's already in the lead after one. You round. can take Fleetwood. I'll let you take him. It's tough to you know get a big lead and hold on to it. And yeah. A lot of pressure on him. He's never won a major, but uh, we'll see. I'll be I'll be watching. Uh, I love the British Open. I love all the majors, but mm. uh, I will check that out. Maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. And that means uh, Rumble Friday. We'll be on the New Newsmax Rumble page, and we'll take your questions and comments. Uh, Uh, at the end of the show so uh, come back tomorrow but that will do it for today thanks everyone for listening thanks Ironhead I'm Jerry Callahan this is the Callahan show and we will do it again tomorrow God save the queen man shaking my head and thinking something ain't right is it just me am I losing my mind am I standing on the edge of the end of time Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.